0: You're listening to the hoist with Sandy and Beck, where we just spun in the zone by NAM-based artist Juice Webster. And we are so lucky to have her in the studio tonight to chat about this new era of Juice, having just put out another single Headaches only a couple of weeks ago. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. We are stoked and have to first give you a really big congrats on these two new releases. It has been about two years, actually almost exactly two years since you released new music um, with your twenty twenty one EP, More Than Reaction. How does it feel now having new music out again? It's so nice. I was um, I was pretty
1: daunted because it does it did feel like quite a big gap, and I think this new music feels quite different. Um, from where, kind of where I left off, mm. so I was I was pretty scared, but in a good way, like a a good kind of anxious, I think. But yeah, it feels amazing, and um, people have been super lovely, um, and yeah, it's just it's just good to kind of be in that. In that headspace again and kind mm. of be back in that realm, you know.
2: Back in the zone. In the yeah. zone. In the zone Right out of my <laughs> mouth. <Yeah. laughs> right out of my mouth. We were actually just talking about on air how um, the lovely juice I got to have a chat with in 2021 following the release of More Than Reaction. So we've just come full circle yeah. here. Uh, because that was in the plight of COVID mm. and we had to do it over Zoom, but now we're in the flesh, in the studio, yeah. and what beautiful tracks we have to celebrate today, so we're very excited.
0: Thank you mm. yeah. I'm so interested in hearing a bit about what happened in those two years because the as we said, it is kind of like a new era for you um, sonically. It's a bit more pop leaning mm. indie rock with, dare I say a 2000s tinge at Ooh. times for me, um, which is it is quite different from your previous EP. How did that occur? Like have you been experimenting mm. quite a bit with different sounds in the last couple of years or did you lay off music for a while completely? I didn't lay off music. I think
1: um, a big inspiration behind kind of the newer sound really came from um, playing live shows um, with um, my band. So I I started Mm -hmm. playing with kind of this group of people. I think it was kind of at the start of 2020 even. Um, We just played a few shows and I just, I think I felt like you know the songs that we would play live that were a bit bigger and a bit you know had a bit more movement to them or momentum to them just felt really really fun to play particularly mm-hmm. with a band um and i just wanted to do a bit more of that that's not to say that all of my new music is kind of in that world but yeah. um that was definitely a big inspiration and also just like really that specific band the specific group of people i was playing with i just was really inspired by them as musicians and um they also I felt like brought so much to my new songs because um, I kind of started playing a lot of the new, the new music live mm. a little while ago um, and I played it quite a lot before I recorded it um, which was also a really nice thing to be able to do because I felt like I learned so much about those new songs in playing them live um, and yeah the, the way that my band responded to new demos I brought in or things like that really informed the sound of the new
2: music. So special. And you do have such an incredible band backing you. Um, I know, for example, your bassist Noah Hutchinson, who is actually a member of Empress, who we had on yeah. the show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we have said many a time, I think we've said it a couple of times already in this, in this show today, Juice, that Melbourne is a village when it comes oh. to musicians and just like the music industry in general. Big time. Mm. Big time. So is it I because I managed to see you a couple of years ago at I think it was maybe the tote. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that was a beautiful gig. Um I think you just had some really stunning reverb soaked guitar and it was really I can see here, Sandy, you've got some notes about like haunting sounds in totally. your music. But um are you working with the same band that you were back then?
1: Yes. Yeah, so on the <clears throat> new body of work, um or just like the new yeah new music there <laughs> they um there I did make that with this band so mm-hmm. I live tracked um, all the songs were live tracked so wow we worked with Alex O'Gorman um, he has a beautiful studio in Pakenham Upper um, and it's just like yeah beautiful studio you can kind of see like horses in the paddock from the window while you're <laughs> sitting there <laughs> recording and we all just played together excuse me sorry <clears throat> Um, We all just played together um, and it was so nice like just kind of being in that environment and I had never recorded like that before Mm
0: -hmm. and it
1: felt like I think just after playing those shows live it just kind of felt like the only way to do it really for the new music. I think it just needed it needed that kind of energy and that um, yeah that kind of there's like a rawness to it and I feel like um, everyone's sort of playing off each other. Um, in a way that I don't know if I would have been able to achieve um, without that particular kind of setup. Definitely. Um, yeah, and just each kind of member, I guess, well, well yeah, each member of the band—they're all involved in so many various projects, and they're just so incredibly talented in you know their own right. And um, yeah, I'm just really inspired by them, and yeah, I feel like they brought a lot
0: to the mm-hmm. table. So great to have those people around you as mm-hmm. well when you're creating big time. Yeah. It is interesting though, because I think although we've talked about the differences in sound from these pieces to your previous work, there is still like an, uh, a darkness t- to them that I think was already there previously. Um, and as Beck said, like a haunting sound, which is so beautiful the way that that plays through in the other sounds in, like, In the Zone and in Headaches. Um, but I'm interested because for In the Zone specifically, You talked a bit about that being uh, exploring feelings of disconnection and dissociation and almost being, like, ungrounded in the wake of change. Mm. So obviously you said before you were already playing this song for quite a while live before you recorded it. Can you tell us a little bit about when you actually wrote this song? Was it a few years ago then or...? Yeah, must have
1: been. I can't (laughs) even actually remember. Um, I would have written it... It was, I think I wrote it probably, yeah, maybe end of 2021. Yeah, would have been kind of towards the end of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I think I was just, I just was feeling, I mean, it's kind of a bit of a a kind of um, ongoing feeling that I have and have had for a really, you know, long time, but just this sort of, yeah, yeah kind of feeling of um, being sort of just not quite, not quite present or not quite there, um, and I kind of just wanted to make something like s- that sounded a bit like fun and a bit cheeky with that sort of sentiment. So
0: mm. yeah, yeah, I love the duality there. That's Thank you. really beautiful. <laughs> mm. And with headaches as well, it's interesting the way that you you kind of relate um, almost the physical sensation and the pressure of a headache to the weight. Of other people's expectations and the kind of crushingness of that which is as someone who also has migraines quite frequently (laughs) I love that that's so well done um sorry that you get migraines it's the worst it is the worst I know (laughs) um yeah it's just interesting as well the way that the the song kind of builds too towards the end almost like a migraine would um and it ends with that kind of like screeching guitar, which is, yeah, it's just, it's really gorgeous. I wanted to know um, with the music videos, because they both take place at night and they almost feel like they're telling a continuation of a story in that in, in the zone, it's almost like you can't sleep and you're all pacing around your apartment mm-hmm. at night. And then in headaches, it's like you've gone out are trying to clear your head or something mm-hmm. almost. Did you see these two songs being at all related to each other?
1: Yeah. Um not maybe deliberately but kind of after the fact. Mm. I think I feel like they've definitely got some sort of relationship, you know, kind of sister songs or something. And I feel like even the kind of sentiment of headaches, you know, just that just burnt out under pressure, it's kind of like kind of like the other side of the coin almost to to in the zone where instead of kind of withdrawing, it's sort of like getting angry. Mm. Um, And I think getting headaches and migraines and stuff as a kid and growing up with that feeling, like that definitely, I think, contributed to my feelings of, you know, when I feel like I'm not quite present or feel like I'm not quite there, just always quite tired. And um, so in that way, there's definitely a connection there. Um, And then with the kind of visuals and the, the videos, yeah, I just I don't really know what it was necessarily. I just really thought that they needed to be at nighttime mm. and kind of a lot of I think the visuals kind of for a lot of the new music that I've made like it just kind of feels like it needs to exist in this, I don't know, like this restless kind of I feel like there's something about nighttime that, you know, it's it's like a bit lonely but a bit um liberating as well. Um mm. and yeah. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to I guess dive deeper into that.
2: Yeah. I think the imagery imagery, excuse me, really matches what we were talking about before being that like dark folk pop energy that you are kind of presenting uh through the tone and the aesthetic of your work. Um I'm really interested to know about the songwriting process because lyrically your music is so stunning. And I know last time we spoke, when you were writing that previous EP, More Than Reaction, a lot of it was written when you were on holiday. Is that correct? Or you were at a holiday house? Am I making things oh, up? no, no, oh, no, no, you're no, not. i sorry. Thing, I was like, right?
1: I don't even remember. No, you're 100% correct. Okay, there so a lot of the songs themselves, um, I just kind of do that at home and kind of wherever. But a lot of the recording, most of the recording for the EP More Than Reaction was um, at a holiday house oh, in Blairgowrie. Yeah. Right. So the songs themselves were written kind of before that. But, okay. yeah, but you're right, a lot of the recording was done away. Yeah. Really
2: nice. And when it comes to writing lyrics for your songs, do you find you kind of, you know, do you, are you using your notes app or a journal or anything? You're charting down those lyrics first and then the music comes later? It's kind of like... In tandem, really. Yeah. Okay. I used to, I've kind of
1: gone through a bunch of different phases with it, really. But mm-hmm. um, I find – and I, I used to, for some reason, really feel like the lyrics needed to come first and, and I just don't feel like that at all anymore. I don't really know why I felt like that in the first place. I think I, I kind of used to have this, you know, this feeling that, like, I didn't want to have to adjust what I'm saying to fit a melody, mm-hmm. whereas now – I actually find that my melodies kind of weirdly inform my lyrics. I think I quite quite like being, you know, um, confined to particular phrasing or, I don't know, sometimes like I'll just kind of start strumming like a, a chord progression or something and just some words will kind of fall out and I'll be like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's what's bothering you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, something will just kind of fall out and then, and then I'll be like, okay, well, I've got that. So then the next thing has to kind of, you know, come with that in another way. But yeah, it's funny. I I think I just go through real phases. Sometimes I feel really um, creative and I feel like, um, I feel like there's a lot on my mind and I have a lot to say. And sometimes it's the complete opposite. And I'm just sitting there like I have absolutely nothing to say and nothing Mm -hmm. to talk about. And I'm completely kind of dry and, um, and I think that used to worry me, but now I'm just kind of like, that's okay. You know, I there's other ways to maybe feel productive when that's happening, but also like, it doesn't matter if you're not productive all the time, and um, can maybe try and use that time to, you know, observe other things
0: that might inspire me or things like that. Yeah, 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 that's so interesting Um, because I was going to ask with headaches with this idea of. Uh, feeling external pressures Mm. and the weight of people's expectations if you have experienced that as a musician. Because I have spoken to a few artists where they talk about this pressure to just constantly produce things Mm. and that that can really take the joy out of creating because they feel like they're on a timeline. Is that – I mean, it sounds like that's something that you've potentially felt in the past and you're kind of letting go of.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think I feel the most pressure – from myself for sure particularly with music I think but I think that yeah there's a huge I think kind of industry-wide pressure to you know always be like um you know don't lose momentum and, Mm. and all that kind of stuff and I think it's taking quite a lot of unlearning and I'm still kind of even releasing new music it brings certain things up and you know sometimes you can it can feel really great and sometimes it can just not feel so great. And I think I just need to, and that's all, you know, because of external pressures, I think, or um, internal pressures. Mm. But I think I just keep coming back to and trying to remind myself of like why I write music and, you know, that's, I do that because it's my way of expressing myself and it's my way of figuring out what's on my mind or what's bothering me. And um, in that way, it's kind of like i just try to remember that that's that's the reason for it and maybe the other stuff doesn't matter or mm. doesn't need to matter
0: um yeah yeah i think that introspection really shines in these songs definitely like you
2: working through
0: these things as well
2: thanks mm. It's beautiful. <laughs> so special. And you actually hinted a little bit earlier in the chat about this being part of a body of work. Yeah. Is it true?
1: It is true. Oh, my I know gosh. my big mouth. I love it. <laughs> um, no, nah, I'll be releasing a bit more information about that really soon, within a few weeks. So, um, But, yeah, got lots of new music coming. Um, I'm just really excited to share it. I'm, yeah, I'm, really proud of it. And I just feel it feels kind of like, like the maybe the intersection of you know my my like tastes and my skill set or something have finally (laughs) are finally sort of intersecting Mm. um and I mean I'll probably change my mind about that at some point and be like no um but yeah at the moment I really I think it's cool and yeah I'm excited for people to hear
2: yeah amazing and where can people go to find information about this announcement
1: um, just probably my social, my socials, just my Instagram, which is just Juice Webster. Um, and just my various other <laughs> social pages, which I'm shocking at updating, <laughs> but I'll try. I'll try and be better. No TikTok? <laughs> no. Oh,
2: I've tried. I've got an account and there there's no
1: video. I haven't posted a single video yet because I just,
2: I don't know what to do. Oh, TikTok it's is just, hard. It's it actually looks so difficult. I don't even know how people I make videos know. on that. It's just crazy. I agree. <laughs> I know. Speaking as someone who has TikToks, Sandy, do you find it hard or you... I don't make TikToks?
0: Mm, you just lurk. I just She's watch just... them. <laughs> same as same as you. I just yeah. I just watch them and save them um, for my own enjoyment. But yes, I know it's so hard. Maybe one day that'll be the next evolution of Juice Webster yeah. TikTok star. <sighs> yeah, exactly. But I really like that your. Um, I really like that you're allowing yourself to evolve creatively in your sound and also not putting pressure on yourself that this is what you'll sound like forever. You might go through a million different evolutions mm. of juice. And this is the this is kind of the stage that you're at now and it's so beautiful and just in like, I hope you enjoy it because it's I can't wait I genuinely can't wait to hear the bigger body that you're hinting at because just from these two singles I'm obsessed.
1: Thank you. They're stunning. Oh that's really nice. I'm um yeah, I'm excited to share it. Um and yeah, I mean, I think I don't know. I I love when artists kind of choose something different for a bit or you know, play around with a new sound. Maybe they've got a new instrument or a new toy or something and mm. you know, they muck around for a bit and it it kind of inspires something else and I just think it's really important and yeah. Mm. I'm glad that that's coming through a bit. <laughs> Definitely.
2: Lovely. Well, thank you so much, Juice, for joining us today. It's been such a pleasure um, to be able to chat about your two singles, In The Zone, and Headaches. As uh, Juice said before, head to her socials at Juice Webster if you want to keep up to date with this forthcoming body of work. We are now going to play Headaches for you. You are listening to The Hoist on Sin 90.7 FM with Beck and Sandy. Thank you, Juice, for being here. Thanks so
1: much for having me.